We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to RotoWire's NBA DFS podcast for Friday, March 17, 2017. Hoops fans, I'm Paul Bruno, and you may know me from my work on hockey, baseball, and football pods at RotoWire over the last few years. Got to tell you, I'm enjoying the NBA stuff uh, this season in my maiden voyage, and we near the end of the campaign. And as usual, I want to invite you to follow me at Statsman22. Joining me on this NBA FanDuel preview podcast is my co-host, Dan Bruno. Dan, remind our listeners about your Twitter handle and where to find your work on RotoWire's website. Well, on RotoWire's website, it's on the NBA Game Previews and Recaps section, covering games daily there. And on Twitter, you can find me at DBrunoOfficial, that's D-B-R-U-N-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L, for polls, tweets, news, and other interesting stuff around the NBA. All right, let's take a look at tonight's eight-game slate, Dan. I'll take the first four tilts. We got Dallas, which is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-unders at 204 against the uh, reeling Philadelphia 76ers. That's a 7 o'clock tip. Chicago Bulls take their act into Washington without Dwayne Wade, who was out with the, for the rest of the season with an elbow injury. And uh, the home side, Washington Club, is a seven-point favorite. The over-under set at 210 points. That's also a 7 o'clock start. Then the Toronto Raptors on the second of back-to-backs visit Detroit, where the Pistons are a four-point favorite. The over-under set at 200.5 points. At 7.30, that game tips off. And Boston, without their uh, MVP candidate point guard, is going to venture into Brooklyn. And the Celtics are still an eight-point favorite. The over-under set at 218.5 points. Minus Isaiah Thomas, the Brooklyn Nets are uh, on the second of back-to-back tilts as well in that one at 7.30. Dan, what about the rest of the slate? Yeah, 8 o'clock, you've got uh, the Rockets visiting New Orleans, where the Rockets are a four-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 229.5. Then also at 8 o'clock, you've got the Timberwolves visiting Miami, where the Heat is a four-and-a-half-point four favorite with an over-under of 206.5. Then at 10 o'clock, you've got Orlando Magic, who are on the second night of a back-to-back, visiting Phoenix, where the Suns are a two-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 219.5. Then at 10.30, the last game of the night, you've got the Bucks visiting the Lakers, where the Bucks are a 7.5-point favorite with an over-under of 214. Yeah, we'll have a little more to say about a couple of these clubs uh, in, our, in our last segment. But for now, I want to give a nod to our newest sponsor. That's pristineauction.com. They have daily auctions ending with uh, nightly with hundreds of lots available. There's tons of stuff for the man cave. Always something for the... Fan, perfect for the fan of every team uh if you're concerned about authenticity that's so important they guarantee authenticity and it all items come with that authentication from only the most trusted of sources if you're concerned about affordability not so much of a concern here most people don't think they can afford this stuff but it is much more affordable than you think 
Uh, in addition, I'll spell it out for you. Check out the site. It's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-Auction.com. And I got to tell you, I've been snooping around this website, and I find stuff for uh, fans of any team and any sport over the last 30 years. There's stuff that's current and, and stuff that's older, and it's all in a really good price point range. And uh, talk about affordability. You can get a sweater, autograph sweater, for not much more than the cost of the original sweater as well. So that's just a barometer of what I mean by affordability here. So in any case, it's also free and free to register and free to bid. You only pay when you win. And uh, lastly, I'll encourage you also to go to the How Did You Hear About a section of their website and do us a favor and select Rotowire if you're going there as a result of this ad. All right, Dan, let's get into our position-by-position breakdown and see if we can help our listeners win some big money by playing FanDuel today. Let's, uh, let's kick it off, as we usually do, by going through the positions, starting with the small guys on the floor, the point guards, the field generals, if you will. And at the top of the board, there's injury notes on the top three names here. I already touched on one. Isaiah Thomas is out with a knee injury. Kyle Lowry, obviously, still out with that wrist injury. So all alone at the top is John Wall, who's a game-time decision and the only guy over $10,400. Given the injury note and that price point, Dan, are you shying away from him tonight? Uh, yeah, I, I am, because the other thing is... Uh, John Wall's been playing a lot lately, playing a lot of minutes for um, Washington. Top 40 minutes in two of his last four games and, and was pretty much uh, encroaching on 40 minutes in other two. So he's been, and he's t- having to take a lot of the shots and take a lot of the workload uh, to get his team some big wins lately. So even if he's ready to go, I think if he's not 100%, I think the team should probably rest him anyway. I think it would be a wise choice on their part. Um, if he's, you know, even 90%, I think it would still be a good idea to arrest him and not push him on a night like tonight. So I, I would fade him. I mean, you can always see close to the game time if he's going to be ready to go. But even still, I would think his minutes might be limited, and uh, it, it's not the best night to go for a $10,000 John Wall, in my opinion. Yeah, fading him makes some sense to me, given the price point of the next four guys on the list in the 7,000-plus range, Dan, and I want to highlight them uh, separately from the rest of the group. So give us your look at Goran Corin, Dragic, Ricky Rubio, Giroud Holiday, and Alfred Payton. Well, my favorite out of those four is Ricky Rubio, for sure. Rubio has been... Uh, fantastic in his last few games he starts out really strong he a couple games ago he came out with like a 18 or something point first quarter FanDuel point and and that's always what you want to see a great a fast start is great for FanDuel players it gives you that good feeling right off the bat and hopefully you can hope the rest of your night follows so I mean Rubio has has topped he topped 50 FanDuel points in his game before last and in his last about seven or eight or maybe more like 10 games he's been consistently over 30 FanDuel points with a few 40 point night mixed in there and uh, I think he does that again tonight um, against Miami a tough opponent Miami's playing well but um, the Timberwolves have also been playing well and they're still pushing for that playoff spot so I like Ricky Rubio out of the bunch there but if I had to pick another one of those four it, it would be the guy on the other side of the ball that's Goran Dragic who has had a monster game in his last night out um, with a, he led the team with 30-something points in the points column, 33 points and 45 FanDuel points. And uh, I would look for him to continue that high level of play. He, came, he missed the game before last with uh, an eye injury, and then he, his, he had a FanDuel night in the 20s. Probably uh, that was when he had to leave early with injury, and then before that he was in the 40s again. So I think Dragic is, is on a consistent high level of play too. You know what? I look for that as well when I'm looking at this, the possibilities. And this is a pretty affordable price range when you're talking about elite uh, point guards who could make a difference and are, are overreaching their uh, nightly FanDuel averages. So Goran Dragic certainly fits that bill and is a guy that has to be a go-to in my opinion. But you got to get at least 30 points from each of these guys, I would think, to, be, to consider putting them in your lineup. Uh, that's That's got to be the bottom line uh, for this price point at least and maybe more. Uh, let's take it down below this group. D'Angelo Russell is $1,100 below Alfred Payton in the 6100 And we take it down to 5,000, Dan. There's a mitt full of guys in this group. And who do you like uh, out of this seven or eight people that are named here? Well, I think it might be obvious to some who I don't like, and that would be D'Angelo Russell, who's coming off one of the worst performances since 2007 in his last <laughs> game. 
um, where you had more fouls than points and more turnovers than fouls. So that's a hard thing to do. Uh, it was last done by Josh Smith, I think, in 07. So D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he could be looking to bounce back, but I think he's slowly starting to fall out of favor with with uh, his teammates, believe it or not. I see a lot of bickering on the court when I've watched the Lakers game lately between guys like uh, Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell. So I don't like Russell at all. I don't like Jeremy Lin either against the tough uh, defense in Boston uh, um, and also on the second night of a back-to-back. But I really do like Rondo here for $5,800 with Dwayne Wade out. Uh, Cameron Payne is also out, so that's a a bit of the depth taken away from the point guard position. And then Dwayne Dwayne Wade is a scoring option out. Rondo's coming off two straight starts, 40 FanDuel points in his last game and 36 in the game before that. So I think tonight he's going to have to bring it as well. Um, not only in the assists column but points column and he's got a pretty good numbers in the assist to turnover ratio it's, I think it's 14 assists to 3 turnovers over his last 2 games so that's that's pretty good too you don't want to see too many turnovers in FanDuel It's not often you see a contrarian pick in this range Dan but Tyler Eulis shapes up as a possibility in that regard he's not a guy who's measured up to these guys on, an, on a game by game basis for the whole season but he's been getting a bit of a good run owing to rest and, and injury circumstances around some of the other smaller players on this roster. And I wonder if tonight's an opportunity for him to get another bit of a good run against Orlando as well. So you might look at him as a bit of a contrarian play in this range, in my opinion, in addition to your comments. Uh, let's go down to 5,000 and below. There are, of course, some value plays there, including the starting guard for the Raptors in light of uh, Lowry's injury. Corey Joseph suits up in that role, and uh, he's just one of a number of people that might merit consideration in this group. Well, yeah, Corey Joseph is always a relatively safe pick at the at the point guard position when Lowry's out. He comes at a, a pretty fair price tag tonight at $4,800, and uh, he's going to put up anywhere from 20 to 30 FanDuel points on a good night for him. So I, I always like Corey Joseph there. Like I said, it's a pretty safe pick in my opinion, but... Uh, a couple real value guys I like here too. Well, one guy we got to mention for sure is Brandon Jennings. If John Wall is going to be out, you absolutely have to look at Brandon Jennings. Um, he'll definitely rack up the assists and the points for sure there. So you got to keep an eye on John Wall. And if no John Wall, go with Brandon Jennings for sure. Um, but a couple real value guys that I do like are, are a duo from uh, um, Dallas. I like J.J. Barea and Devin Harris. They've both been getting around 20 minutes a game. Um, despite there's, they've got a good guard rotation there with those two and then Yogi Ferrell. So between the three of them, they're somehow managing around three, uh, 20 minutes a game each, and, and they're putting up reasonable numbers. And another guy to look at, 3500 bucks is Jason Terry against the Lakers. Um, Jason Terry is a veteran. He could school some of those young guys, and, and if the game goes out of hand, maybe he takes a few extra minutes or... or um, yeah, he's been playing, regardless, he's been playing around 20 minutes a game over the last few games anyway and putting up some decent numbers. So for 3500 bucks, JT's not a bad look either. I love the call on the Jet there. He's a guy who is a veteran, as you say, and if a game gets out of hand, which a lot of the Lakers games do, it seems, uh, he could get a bit of a run, and uh, he's a pro's pro and, and a guy that you can lean on if you want to fit uh, a player into your line, at the bottom end of your lineup and after you spent elsewhere. Okay, Dan, let's move over to the two guard. That's the shooting guard position, and of course, the beard is at the top of the list at $11,800, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is behind him at $10,500. So give us your thumbnail. Who has the better matchup tonight, and uh, who might you be on? Well, considering I'm not going to spend big on point guard, um, there's no one over 10000 at shooting guard. Then you're left with a couple big big money guys at power forward and center if you want to go there. But I think I'm definitely spending over 10000 on my shooting guard for sure, um, maybe even on two of them because uh, both of them have – uh, decent matchups. Antetokounmpo has the easier matchup for sure against the Lakers. Uh, but the thing is, there. Well, the thing is, if it does get out of hand, it's going to be at the hands of Johnny's. So I wouldn't be wouldn't be against picking him tonight at all for ten thousand five hundred dollars. I think he's he's probably the better pick of the two between Harden and him. Um, I think Harden has a bit of a tough matchup against uh, New Orleans in the sense that uh, it should be relatively difficult to take it to the basket, which he likes to do so often 
But on the other hand, he might do just a fantastic job. He might concentrate on getting those big guys into some foul trouble and make more of an effort to drive it to the basket. So I really like both of these guys in this matchup. I know Houston Harden's at this point is gunning for MVP, so he might be looking a bit for his own numbers. Um, not to say that he's that kind of player or anything like that, but I just have a feeling that it's at this point in the season, it's on his mind for sure. Um, he came off a triple-double in his last contest, 46 Fanduel points, 66 before that, and 46. So he's been above um, 45 Fanduel points in his last five games um, with one game at 38, a few games before those five, but surrounded by a couple nights over 50. So Harden's right there. He's not the same necessarily 80-point threat on a nightly basis as Westbrook is, but and that's reflected in the price. He's a few hundred dollars cheaper than, or a few thousand cheaper than Westbrook has been in recent nights. So, I mean, I think both of these guys come with reasonable price tags, and I wouldn't hesitate to choose either of them tonight. Well, it can't. I, I don't disagree with you very often, but in this case, I do. This is one night where both of those guys, those guys could be on the right end of, of big wins for both teams, and that means that they might be nailed to the bench in uh, garbage time in both instances. I look for that as a possibility, and I might shy away from them. So maybe we put a dollar bet on this one, Dan, and see who turns out. I'm more inclined to look at the next range, which includes DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, and down to, say, the 6,000 range where we see Marcus Smart at 6,300. So why don't we take that group, noting also, I'll remind our listeners that if they didn't listen off the top very clearly, Dwayne Wade is out for the rest of the season with an elbow injury, so you'll be fading him the rest of the regular season campaign. So take us through the next tier, Dan, and uh, beginning with DeMar and uh, on down. Well, you're definitely right. You have some very good options here um, for a few thousand dollars cheaper for sure. DeMar DeRozan, he's coming off a, a second night of a back-to-back, so um, and he didn't have the greatest outing in the la- in his last game when the Raptors got uh, run over by the Thunder. DeRozan came up with only 27 FanDuel points in that game. He only played 29 minutes. Um, so tonight, he should be looking to bounce back. The Raptors can't afford, really, to keep losing. Uh, I don't know how far they want to slip down the Eastern standings, but uh, Detroit's going to come out definitely... Um, all, all, and all cylinders firing. Um, they're playing at home, and and they're they're still really battling to to keep a playoff position there in, in uh, the bottom of the Eastern Conference top eight there. So Detroit's right now got uh, they're pretty they're tied with Miami for the eighth spot, and uh, both teams playing tonight. It's both of them are going to have to be on super top of their game. So I mean, I looked for Detroit to come out again. Like I said. Uh, on the top of their game, but DeRozan is going to have to combat that, so it should be a good good battle there. Um, I'm not huge on DeRozan, though, tonight, all that being said. I, I would prefer Bradley Beal for the price tag, save a few hundred dollars, and Bradley Beal up against Chicago, a little bit of a depleted lineup. He's not going to have to deal with Dwayne Wade on the other side of the ball, and uh, if John Wall's out, look for Bradley Beal to take a little bit more of the load offensively, too. All right, then let's go down below that threshold of $6,000, Dan. There's three guys in the 5000 so I'll group them with our look at the at the value plays that we always talk about. But a quick thumbnail on Lou Williams, Seth Curry, and even Evan Fournier. These guys are shooters, and if their shooting eye is on, they could beat their FanDuel uh, average nightly score. But if they don't, they might just give you a, a very low number so i'm wary of all three of these guys what do you think about all three of them and uh, are there any value plays below that threshold um well i think seth curry against philly has a pretty decent matchup and dallas is still in the mix for uh pushing for a playoff spot there they're own they're three and a half games back i mean that's a little that's getting a little distant for this point in the season but uh, i mean they're gonna have to come out uh, at the top of their game for sure. So out of those three that you mentioned, Williams, Curry, and Fournier, um, I like Curry the best here. Fournier has also a good matchup. The thing about Lou Williams is, um, I mean, he, he is who he is. He could go off any night. Uh, he's a gamble, that's for sure. That's but the, for sure. That's, the, that was, he was a guy I was focused on with, with my comment, Dan, to be fair, over the, the other two guys. The guy I really like in this range, though, is Avery Bradley. Um $6,400 against Brooklyn. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is going to be out. That means Avery Bradley is going to have the ball in his hands a little bit more uh, on the playmaking side and, and on the scoring side. So 
I think $6,400, I think you could get a, a better than average return out of him tonight, which, which his average is pretty, pretty good, 29.2 FanDuel points a game. Um, he's coming off a good, good performance a couple games ago where he hit 31, and, and in his last game he was at 27 FanDuel points. So on a regular night, he's in the high 20s, maybe 30s. And then tonight, like I said, with, with Thomas out, it should give him the ball a little bit more. And then the guy right below him there, $6,300, Marcus Smart, He'll, he should be getting the start at point guard with Thomas out. And if that's the case, that's also a very good pick at $6,300 against Brooklyn. Uh, both these guys should be, should be able to take advantage of some young guys in Brooklyn. Okay, let's look at the value plays at the two guard, Dan. I, I like Wayne Ellington on this list for $4,100. This is a guy who's got a good run the last couple of nights for Miami, and he's far exceeded his average fan duel play of 16.6 points per game. Who do you like in this group yourself? Well, I like a couple guys a little bit cheaper down the list. I like Jordan Crawford, who still somehow hasn't uh, earned a little bit higher price tag. He's still at $3,500, but in his four games so far, in his... Uh, renewed stint in the NBA actually make that his five games so far in his renewed stint in the NBA he's averaging 21.8 FanDuel points a game which is fantastic for a guy who's priced 3,500 FanDuel points Um, and no matter which way the game goes this guy is going to play 20 plus minutes and and if it is a blowout like we might think um, at the hands of Houston then for sure Jordan Crawford is still going to get the run later in the game so I really like him for $3,500. And one more guy I like is Denzel Valentine, the rookie in Chicago. Uh, could take advantage of a few extra minutes with Dwayne Wade out. And uh, Valentine's been playing pretty well lately. I think I think Rajon Rondo at point guard there really helps Chicago. Um, I, I really was not understanding why they were refusing to play him for so long in the midseason. But him back in the lineup, you can see it almost reflected in Valentine's numbers. Um, 25 FanDuel points in his last game and 19 in the game before that. He's playing plus 20 minutes in his last six games. So I think this guy's going to get some extra run and some extra touches without Dwayne Wade in the lineup, and he's benefiting from a masterful point guard with Rajon Rondo. And uh, speaking of Chicago and the Bulls situation, uh, again, we'll allude to the fact Wade is out, and that makes the small forward Jimmy Butler, he'll probably handle the ball 100% of the time tonight. Uh, in terms of bringing it up the court it used to be Wade mixing in a little bit but Butler will be the guy tonight against Washington and wall out wall out of the lineup on the other side makes him a, a really favorable pick at the top of the board in my opinion here for 8700 bucks Dan what do you say about him yeah I think he's a, a great pick here you don't have to spend over 10,000 to get the top guy on the on the list here he, he'll probably be a pretty popular pick tonight so I mean um you might want to look elsewhere if you want to be a little different in tournaments and stuff like that. But I think Jimmy Butler for eighty seven hundred dollars is about as good as a value of good as good value as you're going to find on tonight. Yeah, that that's going to leave us in a quandary to fill in. Uh, if, if you want to go contrarian, there's lots of options. But if you want to go with a guy who should deliver, he's he looks like the man tonight. Uh, below him at seventy one hundred, there's Robert Covington and Andrew Wiggins, and then we'll take it on down to uh, Harrison Barnes at sixty one hundred. Dan, there's five guys in this group. All of them might make sense given their matchups too. Yeah, um, Robert Covington missed a how many games? He missed one game here, but. He bounced right back with 27 FanDuel points in his last game. And before he went down with injury, he had a couple good games, got up to 46 FanDuel points. And uh, before he had, a, he had a couple relatively quiet games, but he was high 30s and, and touching 40 um, and with some consistency uh, a few weeks back. And I think he can continue that playing at home against Dallas. He's a stopper for them too, so I look for him to slow down Harrison Barnes pretty significantly so i'm not looking at barnes uh tonight so i do like covington not looking at barnes um another guy i like here is auto porter 6400 dollars. especially if john wall's out you might look for porter to get a few more touches um he could be the one defending jimmy butler which i think uh that's a tough defender on butler but i think butler can handle it so i mean that might work to slow down either of them but I still think uh, Porter could benefit some extra touches if uh, 
ball is not there. Yeah, Wiggins has been a guy who's disappointed me in this range, Dan. He's playing below his average the last four games, so if there's another guy that I would fade in this group, this would be the man. Uh, I hate to say that about a a local product here, but uh, that's the assessment from this corner. What about in the 5,000 range, Dan? There's four names in that group, beginning with Marcus Morris at $5,600 down to Michael Beasley. Actually, Michael Beasley is out with a knee injury. We see a note there. So there's three guys in this group that might make sense in terms of filling out your roster. Looks like Jay Crowder gets a, what could be a lopsided matchup, though without their point guard, maybe it's a closer game and he stays in it. That might be a, one way to go in this group. Yeah, the other guy... Um, I kind of like here is Marcus Morris. I, I I would almost call it a hunch because he hasn't been playing. He hasn't had a couple great games lately. He came on off 30, 13 FanDuel points in his last game, um, 21 in the game before that, and 18 before that. Um, he's been, he's been uh, you know, a little bit below his average of 24 FanDuel points lately, but he's certainly capable of having a monster night. He touched 55 FanDuel points about, seven games back or eight games back and there and there's times in the season where he goes for very good stretches so i i think tonight against toronto um at home uh the the detroit team's really going to have to bring it and marcus morris is going to be part of that so i look for him to have a pretty decent night tonight too and that might be a bit of a contrarian pick considering um, his recent trend well we're looking at contrarian picks next in this group and you mentioned that the raptors uh, they got bl- smoked last night and one of the guys that i expect to lift this team up by its bootstraps is damari carroll so i look for him to be a leader on the floor and possibly have a big game tonight at a 40 4200 dollars that's a very attractive price point for the junkyard dog and i i think i'd find a way to get him in the lineup what say you about that or other picks in this group well uh Carroll is certainly capable of having a good night. Uh, I haven't been able to find the confidence in him to put him in my FanDuel lineups, though. Um, one guy who's coming off a, a very good performance in his last game is Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, though, for Brooklyn. Coming off, uh, he put up 33 FanDuel points in his last game, 18 before that and 28 before that. So he's coming off three pretty decent games. Um, the 18 is one below his average, but the one before that is quite a bit above. So he's coming off three decent games, um, even though it's the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, this guy's a young guy, and I think if he's playing with confidence, that can really um, help boost his numbers. And I look for his trend to continue there. So in the $4,000 range, I like Hollis Jefferson the most. All right, and I'm going to add Boyan Bogdanovich for Washington against Chicago tonight. In the absence of their point guard, the ball's going to be moving around, and I expect this guy to get uh, more shots than usual and maybe boost his point total. And for $4,100, that might be an interesting play at the three position. Let's go to the power forwards then, starting to go to the big men. And uh, all by himself at, uh, let's see, $3,300 above the rest is Anto- Anthony Davis with the New Orleans against Houston. You like him or not? Uh yeah, the Anthony Davis against Houston, I, I do like. Um, there should be a lot. There's obviously going to be a lot of shots going up in that game. Hopefully, he gets some extra rebounds for those who pick him. And I think um, he fits into that game a lot better than uh, uh, his his guy there, Demarcus Cousins, who might be uh, pushed out of the sequence of events just by his uh, size and speed. So I think Anthony Davis is, is uh, or lack of speed, I think Anthony Davis is a lot more capable of keeping up with Houston's pace of play, and his game fits into that matchup um, good, well, and I think he, he goes for a big night tonight for sure. New Orleans is still, I don't think they've given up hope, even though they're relatively far out of the mix. Um, four or five games is, is a lot. Actually, there's six games out, which is quite a considerable margin at this stage in the season, but I don't think they're throwing in the towel yet, so I think Anthony Davis gives it his all there. But if I could just back it up for one second, I I, uh, didn't get a chance to mention a couple small forwards on the real value menu that I liked was Jalen Brown and Dorian Finney-Smith. I think Jalen Brown up against Brooklyn has a real good shot um, against a young team there, lacking and the Boston lacking Isaiah Thomas. You might get a few more touches for Brown. And Finney-Smith is coming off a few good games for Dallas, he, he's expected to get the start tonight, but you'll have to take another look at that come closer to game time. But he's still playing around 20 minutes a game and definitely capable of hitting 20 FanDuel points or at least above 15 for 3500 bucks. So I just wanted to throw that in. All right, let's take a look at the rest of the... Uh 
players above the 5,000 mark at the power forward position as we swing back to the four position, Dan? Yeah, well, here, um, it's an interesting group of guys here. Darius Saris, Julius Randle, Dirk Nowitzki, Markeith Morris, and Serge Ibaka, all, all in the above $6,000 range. Uh, definitely the most consistent out of these guys would have to be Dario Saric, uh, who's, been, who's been just a monster for Philly, and, and I would really consider him perhaps the rookie of the year, um, as endorsed by Joel Embiid. But he's coming off two straight 40-plus FanDuel point games, uh, 46 and 45 in his last two games. And uh, he's been well consistently above 30 in about his last 10 games, except for two contests, one he had 17 and one he had 23. But this matchup that he's got tonight, uh, I think is favorable for him against Dallas. Uh, he should be able to, he's, you know, he's a lot, obviously a lot younger and should be a little bit more athletic, uh, energetic than Dirk. And other than Dirk, the next biggest guy for Dallas is maybe his old teammate there, Nerlens Noel who, again, I think Dario Sarch is a lot stronger than, and I think he should be able to be a bully in the paint tonight. So for $7,900, I think he might be your best value at, uh, at um, power forward tonight. Okay, and let's look at that remaining tier above 5000 There's about five or six names there, Dan, beginning with James Johnson at $5,800, Aaron Gordon at 5600 on down to Trevor Booker and Terrence Jones, both at $5,100. And uh, Booker has an interesting matchup against Boston tonight, a tough one perhaps. Yeah, it's a tough matchup for for Trevor Booker uh, against Boston. They have a few busy guys in their front court. But uh, he he rested the last game, I I believe, was the reason for his absence. But uh, if he's back in the lineup tonight, he should be able to have a decent uh, outing. But um, another guy here that I do like is Tobias Harris again against Toronto. I, I don't know. I'm just I have a feeling that Detroit is really needs to have a good game. Um, they've come off a couple tough ones lately, and and I think Tobias Harris again is is another guy who has had a couple great games in recent memory. His last two games, 21 and 24 FanDuel points, but before that, 47 and 30. So I think uh, he brings it tonight too for 5,500 dollars. I think you could get your money back there, and. Um, I like Tobias Harris. Another guy, again, I do like is James Johnson, who you uh, mentioned just a second ago. I think he's uh, a very solid pick. Attacks the stat line across the board with points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Uh, A couple slower games in his last two games, 18 and 16 FanDuel points, but before that, 29 and 31. So he's consistently playing above 25 minutes a game for the Heat, and and I think they have 100% become... Um, assured and, and convinced of him being a very important piece to their success, which he has been, and, and I think it continues to be that way. All right, and then we go to the bargain bin, and we look at a number of possibilities here. I know that one of the guys that we want I want to cover is John Luer, a guy that we both like as a, as a chance to get a bit of a run from time to time with Detroit, and tonight could be one of those circumstances against the Raptors. For $4,200, he's an interesting pick for me. Uh, Nikola Mirotic, another guy that I'm looking at for $4,300. Are either of those guys catching your eye, or do you have other names in the bargain bin? Well, I, I like to go a bit lower when I'm looking in, in this area. I like Amir Johnson for $3,800 against Brooklyn. Um, he's a guy who, who can get you up to 30 FanDuel points, and, and he's done it a few times, uh, more than a few times this season for $3,800. You get a starting player. You get a guy who is very, very aggressive and uh, really gets after it. So I think he's playing plus 20 minutes a game over his last about eight games. He has one game with 13 minutes in there, but uh, the rest of them above above 25 minutes. And and he's he's turning in decent numbers around 20 Fanduel points a game in that in that area. So I like Amir Johnson and I like. Quincy AC uh, for Brooklyn. For Brooklyn, that's a different pick. Not not really one you would uh, think of putting in your fantasy lineup too often. But the thing is, this guy really, really talk about a guy who gets after it. This guy does for sure. He attacks the boards and and he can really put some points up there. He can shoot the three. He was four for four from distance a couple of games ago, 
Um, and, and he's been putting up some decent fan duel numbers over his last five games. He topped 20 once there, and he's been above 15 three times with only one time in the last five games where he hit 11. Um, but every other time he was above 15, and, and two times he was right around 20. So I think for 3500 bucks, if you really got to go super cheap there, uh, Amir Johnson and Quincy AC are good looks. Yeah, and uh, I'll, add, sure. I'll add the name of Patrick Patterson in this in this game. If he has his shooting eye going, he'll he'll get you value value just from the three point line and and some of his rebounding ability. So another name we'll throw into the mix there, Dan. Let's go over to the big men uh, at the center position now and uh, look at the top of the board there, Dan. Uh, what say you about the top name there, Carl Anthony Towns at ten thousand six hundred dollars? Well, I like Towns, but I, I don't think I'm going to pick him tonight. He's going up against Hassan Whiteside, and I feel like I would be more confident in picking Whiteside in tonight's matchup. Again, I've said this before. I wish you could pick more than one center in FanDuel just because uh, there's so, there's often more like a lot of good choices here, and it's tough to just pick just one of them. So, But um, if, if since I have to pick just one of them, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is going to be that guy. He's coming off... He's puts up great numbers. He's been consistently over 30 FanDuel points in about his last 15 games, uh, 59 in, in the game before last, but only 37 in the last game, played 40 minutes there. Um, so, I mean, he's got uh, Hassan Whiteside to deal with in the paint. So, I mean, I look for his inside scoring to be a little bit down. Maybe he scores a bit from outside, but I think uh, in, in that matchup, I do like Hassan Whiteside a little better for about $2,000 cheaper. And then the next name on the list is a guy who's confounded me in, in FanDuel play in the last little while. That's DeMarcus Cousins. It seems to, be, seems to be feast or famine with the newest guy on the New Orleans roster. And he's got a chance to be a part of a shootout tonight. Is this a game where we should be on him, Dan? Well, as I kind of mentioned before, I'm fading him tonight too because I think this game might just be a little bit too fast-paced for him the way Houston swings the ball around. I think uh, DeMarcus Cousins could get a little bit lost there, especially on defense. Um, you know he's they're gonna try and pull him out uh, pull him out of the paint for sure and and then even even still you got James Harden driving on him who is a master at drawing fouls uh, and we know Cousins is a master of picking up fouls whether that's his <laughs> that's whether that's his own fault or or maybe some of his reputation playing in there with the refs and stuff like that but I don't think tonight is the night you need to pick DeMarcus Cousins at all I in that you know I would take Carl Anthony Towns a hundred times over him tonight um, but even still, I would take Hassan Whiteside over both of them. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you highlighted Whiteside. I was going to go there next, and I think this is going to be a heck of a matchup underneath the basket between him and Towns. It could be a real battle of two of the better against best big men. Hassan Whiteside really doesn't get his due as a guy, I don't think, Dan, despite the fact that he's a rebound machine and a real presence underneath the basket for Miami. Why don't you talk a bit about him and the rest of the guys, let's say over the 6,000 range down to Nerlens Noel at the six grand mark. Yeah, well, as I mentioned, I, I definitely like Whiteside tonight, and, and we know the Heat have been playing very well lately. Uh, Whiteside's around 40 FanDuel points a game, touches 50 here and there. Um, high 30s, 40s, and he'll touch 50. So, I mean, he's averaging 38 a game, and he's certainly capable of going over that on, on a frequent basis. So, for sure, I like him there. Um, you know, you got a couple other guys, decent picks here. Uh, Andre Drummond. I, I don't think Andre Drummond is a good look, matchup tonight. I think I would rather take Jonas Valanciunas of the Raptors tonight over him. I think Valanciunas, they were, there was a proposed trade for the two, but uh, the Raptors didn't go through with it or, or either side didn't go through with it. And I think Valanciunas is going to come out with a bit of a chip on his shoulder tonight and definitely want to outplay Drummond there to, to make sure that uh, you know he proves that he is the... Um, more dominant of the two so i don't like drummond tonight i would look at valanchunas for 5600 if i'm not going to be spending big on the center and another guy to, to consider is nerlens noel who's returning to philly for the first time since being traded you never know if that that sets a spark in him to have a big game too yeah, I love that call, Dan, because I'm I'm well aware that most athletes, they like to make a point when they have uh, a chance to play the first time back in their old stomping ground. So I love the call on Nerlens Noel there. Let's go to the 5,000 range. There's a bunch of guys, about five or six, that are worth talking about, perhaps. And uh, what do you think about this group? 
Well, yeah, as, as I mentioned, Jonas Valanciunas, $5,600. He's my favorite there. Um, uh, a guy who's been popular lately, but I, I would probably fade tonight, is Alan Williams. Um, he, he's been a popular pick off the off the bench for Phoenix, but the thing is, tonight he's going up against Orlando, which has got a decent front court there. They've got Biombo, Aaron Gordon, and Nick Vucevic, all a bunch of guys who are very talented um, in their own ways, and I think that could take away from a big night for Williams. Um, but also in that range, I yeah, I, I, I like Valanciunas in this range, and, and that's about it. Well, I, I'm going to say Marcin Gortat, again, as I alluded to the fact that Washington's going to be moving the ball around a little bit. He's got a bit of a tough matchup under their basket against Robin Lopez, too, but but I like Gortat's all-around game, and I think he could be a key factor in the, in their offense as they go inside a little bit more than they're used to doing. So maybe at $5,400, I might take a, a little bit of a run with him there. And speaking of that range below 5,000, that includes Lopez, Dan. What about the group down here? Are there any names that you might recommend as real good tournament outings tonight? Well, my, my tournament play at center tonight is Kelly Olenek, uh, $3,800 going up against Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn's, uh, they're on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, that could affect Brook Lopez's status even um you never know if they decide to rest him or or even if he just reduces minutes so that takes some size out of there but kelly olenic has been playing pretty well he's coming off a few good games with 14 FanDuel points 26 had a slow night with four and then before that 35 so he's he's obviously capable of putting up some pretty decent numbers it's just a matter of what kind of run he gets but i think in tonight's matchup it's one that uh definitely favors olenic so he's my He's my super value pick at the center. And other than him, I have a tough time finding anyone else. I mean, Ivaka Zubak is the guy getting uh, Magic wants him to play 35 minutes a game down the stretch. And uh, the Lakers shut down Timothy Mozgov to, to, give, to make sure this guy is going to get an extra run. But the thing is, he's going against a heck of a tough matchup in Milwaukee. I don't like picking really anybody against the Bucks with all their length. Um, so I'm not looking at Zubak tonight. Um, he burned me in the last game. I, I actually picked him in one of my lineups in his last game against Houston, where he only played 11 minutes for five Fanduel points. I don't. I don't know. He got a bit. It was foul trouble that got him out of that game. And I mean, he's a youngster. And as I was mentioning before, James Harden is certainly capable of getting anybody in foul trouble, youngster or veteran. So. I mean, that's why I'm a little bit worried, uh, wary of Cousins tonight, too. So I'm not really looking at Zubak tonight, who some people might have been might have been wondering about. All right, Dan, those are our picks and pans. Let's take a look at what the Optimizer has in store for tonight's eight-game slate. Yeah, well, look, the Optimizer agrees with uh, me, or I agree with it in a few different places. So it takes Rajon Rondo and Tyler Eulis, whom you mentioned, a point guard. Uh, Tyler Eulis, so Eric Bledsoe is shut down for the season meaning that Tyler Eulis is going to be the guy running the point for Phoenix for the rest of the season. He got a double-double in his first start in his last game, so, I mean, you can look for that to continue. He's got a bit of a tougher matchup against uh, Alfred Payton tonight, so we'll see how that goes, but those are two good point p- picks at the point guard. Then it gives us James Harden uh, and Denzel, Denzel Valentine. Uh, I like both of those picks as well. I, I like Valentine is, is a great price, $3,700, and I think you're going to get a good return out of him. Then Jimmy Butler at small forward, who, again, is another good pick, um, given uh, the lack of Dwayne Wade in Chicago. And Shabazz Muhammad at small forward. This is a guy who we didn't mention in the show, but who I was looking at when I was putting together one of my lineups this morning. Um, I think he, he's been... He's been consistently the best bench player for the Timberwolves this season. He's coming off a great 28 FanDuel point game in his last game, a couple single-digit games before that, but before that, uh, around 20 again. So Shabazz Muhammad is a good pick, too, um, there. And then it gives us Anthony Davis at power forward and Amir Johnson. So those are two guys that I also like tonight, uh, and I agree with the optimizer there. Amir Johnson, just note he's got a value rating of 6.45, which is which is quite good. The only guy, another guy who's higher than that on this optimizer is Denzel Valentine, whose value rating is 6.92, and the, they calculate the value by the, the guy's price and uh, his output. 
So his output versus price. And then at center, the the optimizer gives us Alan Williams, who's also got a high value rating of 6.49. But the thing is, I'm not big on Alan Williams tonight. And I don't think many people will be, uh, given the matchup against uh, a hefty front court. Yeah, I, I disagree there. So that maybe that, that's an opportunity to plug and play with the optimizer a little bit once you go take a look at it for yourselves. Don't forget to check back with RotoWire's starting lineups on the NBA tab, folks. We also do lineups, weeks, and checks all day long at RotoWire. So you've got to make sure your players are good to go in daily games right up to the tip off. Now, on behalf of our friends at FanDuel, we want to remind you, our listeners, that baseball is just around the corner, folks. Don't get stranded on first base without a RotoWire subscription and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. Users may only be establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Now, Dan, before we close it out, the NBA can't be happy with the struggles of some teams in their biggest markets. I'm talking about the Knicks, the Nets, the Lakers, and the Clippers. All these clubs are struggling, and a couple of them are doing so despite the presence of some star power. Your thoughts on this quartet? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely the most disappointing of of the bunch, I would say, is the Knicks. Um, as mentioned by Carmelo Anthony, he's, he said that, yeah, this season is a little tougher to swallow than some of their their poor seasons in the past that he's been through. This one, uh, they were calling themselves a super team at the beginning of the season, which I thought was just a stupid idea to begin with, considering that puts a heck of a lot of pressure on an unproven team. And, uh, and given the fact that I think to many people it was obviously not necessarily a super team. So it definitely didn't work out that way. And uh, with all the with all the stuff that's been going on with their general manager Phil Jackson and with their owner there, um, it's just a ridiculously disappointing and I would say in some cases shameful season for the Knicks, and uh, you know just absolutely just a, a shame for for that to be going on there. Um, Brooklyn, on the other hand, is is a little bit more of a reasonable situation. You know they had the and I think they would be doing a lot better. Had they had Jeremy Lin in the lineup for the majority of the season, he went out early in the season and uh, he he just got back a couple weeks ago, and that gave them a really big uh, hit. You know, considering they lost their starting point guard playmaker, and uh, and they actually started out the season not so terribly. Um, and you know, I think they they've got a decent situation. They got some good rookies there. They got that guy Karis Levert, who's had a few great games lately. And I think the combination of Lynn and Brooke Lopez are, are pretty solid players there. And then they've got a good bunch of good young pieces around, and I'm sure they'll make a couple pickups in the offseason or a couple moves. And really, I think Brooklyn is a more desirable destination for a lot of teams at this point in the New York. If you're going to pick, you know, want to play in New York, I think a lot of players would rather choose Brooklyn over the Knicks at this point, again, given all the all the stuff with the front office and administration in New, in New with the Knicks. And also, given the fact that Brooklyn has new facilities, their their owners, you know, really into putting a lot of money and and consideration into the team. I think Brooklyn is a much more desirable location to play in the New York area. Well, I I think you've touched on a lot of interesting points there, Dan. I just want to see these these uh, cities enjoying some better quality basketball. There's been too much of a soap opera environment around a couple of these clubs, and I, I, I'm a big Lakers fan from way back when. I'd, I'd like to see that team back near the top of the of the heap. I don't mind the fact that they and the Celtics have the lion's shares of the world champions ch- chips under their belt in terms of the history of this game, and so it really that's a team that I really have my eye on that I want to see them improve and be uh, back at the top of the group, uh, one, one of the flagship franchises around the league. Well, the, the thing for me about the Lakers is that uh, I, I think they've just got a, a bun- not a good combination of personalities there on the court. I think it's, it's, it's a good move for them maybe to have Magic Johnson um, as their president of basketball operations. I think he provides a good a good uh, eye on terms of evaluating what he's seeing on their encore product. But from what I see, their personality combination is just not adding up. I think D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, even Jordan Clarkson there is just, uh, it's just, uh, it's combustible material, I would say. And and the, the guys that I like, the guy I like most out of that group, if I was having to build around, the, if I were the Lakers, would be Julius Randle. Um, 
And Brandon Ingram looks promising as well. He hasn't had a super great season, but he's definitely picked up his play towards the end of the season as somebody probably had a talk with him and said, you know, we're, we want to look, we want you to look for your shots, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, we want to see what you can do. So I, I like Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram there. The other two guys, Clarkson and, and, uh, Russell, Russell seems like he's, he's a bit of a, you know, a little bit immature and, and just not quite got his, his ducks in a row yet. As we even saw last year with some of the, the, uh, nonsense he was involved with you know in, in some of the off-court stuff um so that that's what i think about the lakers when and then as you mentioned the clippers too i mean this is a team that there's only one of the teams that we're talking about that's in the playoff race but i'm not so sure if i see them really they're pretty much in the same place that they've been over the last five seasons around fourth or fifth place in the west and and or fifth or sixth even and and i don't know if they're going to get past the first or second round here um, and and it's starting to come to time. You know what's going on with that team. How long? How many more times are are Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, uh, gonna give it a give it uh, a shot over and over there? And I think that's a that's an interesting situation that we're gonna have to keep an eye on for how long what they decide to do after this season because I think it's safe to say that the Clippers are not going to win the championship this year. Yeah, and, and that's despite the fact of the big-name presences. And, I mean, when you were talking about the Lakers, I was reminded of a clip that where Kobe Bryant was shown the antics of some of his teammates who were celebrating a win in, in his yeah. last year, which was a dreadful yeah. campaign for the club. And yeah. it just spoke to the future of the Lakers that Kobe was not going to be a part of. And I think in his heart of hearts, he knew that w- the landscape was going to be poor around L.A. for a while on the, on the Lakers side of things and and he was part of the big championship runs uh, so he knows how good it can be in LA but he saw how bad it could get in his last year and to me that was a telling thing one thing that I did not like to see in the Lakers circumstance so I think we've covered it off Dan and a fine way to end the show so there you go everybody have a look at FanDuel and enjoy all the fun and games on their menu of options we hope we've given you some good ideas for tonight's games. For Dan Bruno, who you can follow at DBrunoOfficial, I'm Paul Bruno, reminding you to follow me at Statsman22. Good luck with your FanDuel plays tonight, and every day for that matter, to all our listeners from Rotowire. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.